Hi, thanks for listening to the It's Not Just One Thing podcast series from Physio My Dog. I'm Harriet KitKat and I'm from Physio My Dog. I'm a vet physiotherapist specialising in dogs, but I'm also a dog owner myself and I'm also incredibly nosy and interested in knowing more and more about what we can do as dog owners, but also as therapists as to what we can do to help dogs. So I hope you find this series useful. briefly your dvd so you've done tell us a little bit about that your the puppy massage dvd yeah i mean i basically i i am inspired by cool things and kickstarter was one of them like i i hate banks like i literally can't tell you if someone tells me they work in the like financial industry i'm like ugh, roll eyes <laughs> okay i have got some friends who are accountants because it turns out you can't swing a cat without hitting an accountant um but you know they know my feelings <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah, I literally, uh, I can't deal with just, uh, just they're so, ugh, just, ugh. anyway, it's just mean, isn't it? You know, um, they're just all take, take, take. And I don't like that. So, yeah, I, so I always wanted to do a kickstart project because what I love about um, crowdfunding is that it's just people who want you to, to succeed that will get involved. You know, that's what you want, that positivity, not the, hmm, will you fail approach that the banks do. Um, so anyway, I wanted to be part of that world, but also I love my job. I love physio and I've always thought that and felt strongly that massage is the humongousest part of that, you know, mm. like yeah, I know it's not a real word, but that's how big it is. It's important. Um, and, you know, so I wanted to also make it so that it was available to the people because one thing that was always a, like what well, I always did was show people how to do home massage at the right time because exercise therapy is also really important. And I want them to get that done first. But massage therapy will become part of it as well. And so I just didn't want them to be keeping fearing it because there's a certain level of uh, massage that absolutely has got to be done by the professional but there's also a lot level before that that is totally fine to be done by everybody yeah and um, so I wanted to bring it to the masses and make it more approachable because it wasn't to say that um oh you can just do this and you don't need any help from any professional that's not the case at all but actually like for me I was finding I was constantly teaching people how to do things that actually if they'd already had a basic, I could have then given them the next level up rather yeah, than yeah. that basic because the basic is, you know, loads of people massage each other and you massage people quite naturally as well. You know, most people would walk up to a dog and start just rubbing in their shoulders and stuff like that. Mm. And if you've got a little bit more idea of how to make that work properly, then that's, you know, really good. Um, so, yeah, so that's that was where the idea was born from. And then I, I had my daughter... And um, obviously I wasn't working, well, I was on maternity. And um, and then I kind of thought, oh, well, maybe now's the time. And the thing about Kickstarter is that, you know, once you decide you're going down that road, you are committed for a month, but only a month. Like, so you do your preparation and then you put your proposal out there and then you, you have three emails to ask people to help you and you do some social media and stuff to try and generate the interest, but it's only a month. If you don't get your, um, your actual request within a month then you're a failed kickstart and it doesn't work. So the money all goes back to the people who've invested and that's all rightly so, because basically it's not fair for people to give you money and then you only get half of what you need. So you never actually get to where you need to go. So mm, mm. that'd be crazy. 
so but also it tells you whether something's wanted or not because if you don't get the money then obviously it wasn't wanted yeah um so basically I did my kickstart and it was successful so I was so chuffed with myself I flew past what I needed as well which is great um and um but then of course it meant I had to deliver <laughs> so I didn't know whether that was going to work or not but it turns out it did so, so you were um, so you were kickstarting to do your dvd is that right yes yeah yeah and then so obviously now it happened I then had to make it happen so then I recruited my friend to come and do the filming wrote my script got everything together and I was like wow and then we made it happen my friend did all the editing and we've got it printed and yeah the uh, that, as they say, is history. So I'm, I'm really quite chuffed with myself, to be honest. Um, it's been, been a weird one, but yes, to know I now have a DVD is quite cool. Yeah. Um, and now it is online as a um online lesson because obviously people just want everything online now as well. Don't have DVD players, so it's now available in both options. <laughs> so. Yeah, beautiful. So that's how people can just learn a little bit more about how they can do some sort of safe massage moves on their own dog. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly it's great for just getting them dogs confident with being handled from tip to toe and it just means that when you do have to see a therapist of whatever sort you've they've already got used to the whole manipulation and handling thing from you and so you know it's not alien to them so it's a really good training thing good for calm it's good for everything so yeah it's it's a very useful tool oh fab so tell us so there's some fab stories about how what you're doing has kind of generate all those great stories so tell us a little bit more about I mean we know how great physio is but I know you've been doing physio obviously a lot longer than I have so what what do you love about it what do you love about what you do oh I love that it's not easy and every single case is different like mm. literally I remember I had three cases one day that all came in for the same thing and not one of them went home with the same plan yeah and they were all starting at the, the same position I was like wow that really just goes to show how diverse our job is mm. because it was because they were all slightly different age slightly different muscle bulk you know very slightly different bodies and so slightly different presentation yet they'd all been sent to me for exactly the same problem mm. and so it you know I love that diversity I love that you have to think outside the box I love that it you know it also changes depending on personality and temperament yeah. Because if you've got a dog you can't handle properly, then you need to make sure you work around their temperament accordingly. Um, I love that different species um, cause you to have different thoughts, you know, different ways of achieving the same exercise, because some dogs will do what you're supposed to do and some dogs won't. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just I love that diversity about it. And I love that the industry is exploding with its knowledge at the moment. I mean, that's hard to keep up with, actually. But um, it's amazing that, you know, when I first started out, there was very little scientific evidence and little understanding. Um, and same with the veterinary industry. I mean, that's that's veterinary through and through. But now, 20 years on, oh, my goodness me, the amount of knowledge we know now is absolutely huge in comparison. It's yeah, yeah. So, you know, I love I love how it's exploded. And yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of, you know, physio benefits for the dog and stuff, I mean, that's just because because we can be so dynamic about how we work, it can work for anything. Mm. And, so, you know, even if you've got a condition that hasn't really been responding well to its drugs or, you know, something like that, it will respond well to physio. And, you know, that's not every case. They're all different. 
sometimes they will respond differently to you know another form of uh, rehab or whatever so you know we have to keep an open mind about all of these things but um yeah i i love its diversity that's absolutely my favorite and you don't just do dogs either you do other animals as well don't you tell us a little bit about that or the other some of the other other um, animals that you treated yeah absolutely i mean so we um, when i first started out my physio obviously um oh sorry started out my nursing obviously you know dogs and cats and rabbits are sort of your mainstay but I was a country bumpkin nurse um so it meant we had other randoms in like goats and all sorts of things um and also my history is that I was a uh, niece of a farmer so I spent a lot of my life up on his farm um and then when I went to college I also went to agricultural college first which when I was dealing with all sorts of species um, mm. species and I don't know oh, meerkats everything you know literally rears pigs sheep everything um so it it meant I had learned a lot about other species and diversity of species so I had a lot of you know, previous knowledge to draw upon and then when it came to doing the physio I was like oh, great so I'm qualified in dogs and horses but what about everything else yeah you know right and then yeah I spoke to my um college tutor and I was qualified in everything it's just that dogs and horses are your most common pets and um so anyway I I worked on other things and I recognized you know I learned you know how to sort of go about these other ways of working with different species and as my time went by and I worked with more rabbits and you know various species um people started reaching out and sort of you know saying oh how do you do this how do you do that and it made me realize actually we need to get diverse because why should a cat miss out on physio absolutely crazy because yeah. I treat loads of cats why should a rabbit miss out I treat loads of rabbits and then when I get these other randoms why should they miss out I've worked on alpaca skunk oh my god my skunk was my favorite oh my um, <laughs> what was wrong what was wrong with the skunk well, I mean, that was quite a story, to be perfectly honest. I mean, at first, nobody really could work out what the lameness was about, and it moved all around the body. But it meant that we ended up with quite a lot of investigation, um, a lot of brain work. Wow, a lot of... Um, and it kept it very exciting. And, you know, there were lots of thought processes to go through. It's like, is this skunk getting enough vitamin D? Because vitamin D... Um, reduction can cause lameness and so you know stuff like that had to be figured out because in a normal like you know your dog species or whatever you wouldn't necessarily think about that mm -hmm. um can be a factor but it's highly unlikely whereas when you've got more of these exotic patients you don't know how their husbandry is you don't know how they're being kept or looked after it you know is it sufficient are they getting adequate in their diet you know there's a lot to think about so um so it, it just led to all that sort of research and then um in the end the foreleg lameness managed to resolve we got through that and then it had hind leg lameness it turned out it had um cruciate ruptures oh bless so, i know so it ended up having um cruciate surgeries whether or not that was the first vet that ever done that on yeah oh, I, don't I, know. I wonder what they wonder how they did it do you reckon they did they do the, the equivalent of a tplo or like a I, you know, it was a lot of years ago now, so don't yeah. quote me on this, but I have a feeling he said that it might have been the smallest TPLO he'd ever done or something, but I, I don't know. I can't really remember. Blimey. Um, and for but, people that, people listening, they think TPLO, what's that? It's basically where like um, 
a bit of metal goes in, like a metal plate goes into the dog's leg to help support the the stifle, so or the knee. So in case people are thinking, what are we talking about? But um, but that's amazing. And was the was the skunk happy to be handled, like physically, with you? Oh my god, that skunk was insane. It just was the happiest skunk I think I've ever met in my life. I think it was a human. Um, I think he thought it was a human. I got lots of skunk cuddles. It was insane. And um, that owner was so grateful as well that they gave me a portrait of that Stevie. Um, oh. and, um, so I've still got that to this day, which I'm so impressed with. Um, and yeah, no, that honestly, that skunk used to go down the pub with him. Like, literally. Oh my God. Yeah, he, he was such, oh, such a lovely skunk. It was crazy. I mean, honestly, I was like, I want Stevie. Um, so yeah absolutely amazing so yeah that was a good one and then I worked on um a cow and um that cow was oh my god just beautiful and what and what was wrong with the cow uh, so she was in um, calf, actually. So she was pregnant mm. um, and she was showing lameness in her back leg. And it was it, basically it was apparent that it was sciatica type pain. Oh, okay. um, because what happens is the um, calf grows. It can push on the sciatic nerve and cause lameness. Mm. So the I set the cow up with a walk regime. So the farmer had to go and walk the cow every day, four times a day. Um and do some massage um, through the back of the legs, which they could do because they were regularly bathing the cow because right. of the sh- um, shows. Um, and he said it worked to treat. Absolutely oh, wow. worked to treat. Yeah. So obviously the point is when the calf is born, it resolves anyway automatically, but obviously you want to get them through the gestation yeah. period basically. Um, so that was what we did. So yeah, that worked amazingly. So I was really thrilled with that. But also it's much harder working on a cow because they are massive. I know. Um, I've always been quite intrigued actually about actually touching a cow, how they must sort of feel compared to oh, like so other animals. Amazing. They're quite so they're obviously quite hard. Like, um, yeah, there's a mu- the bone the the muscle density is like tough, you know. You've got yeah. to really sort of lean there, but they're also quite sensitive at the same time, like really sensitive at the same time. So you don't want to do too much with them. Mm. But they are they are a mad feeling thing. Actually, I was um stroking some cows at the weekend because um I was back visiting my parents and they were out in the countryside and these they were clearly very young cows. They came running over to like literally running over to the gate. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's interesting um and so we went you know gave them cuddles and yeah their noses are really hard but really wet um and then their tongues are so 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 rough like cat tongues you know really rough Mm. Um, and they just wanted to lick our hands which is so funny oh they've got really big tongues though as well haven't they cat they do they you do you've got to be a bit careful that they don't sort of wrap around your hand and sort of like a snake yeah so um it was fine like my daughter was getting involved and I was like just make sure you don't let your hand go in <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but um it's hard because you don't want her to get scared um but she was loving having her cow cuddles she really was and so and the sheep cuddles and goodness knows what we were doing this weekend was insane so um yeah it was lovely and then like rabbit wise you know like I've got a rabbit I'm treating at the moment and um and it's looking like it's neurological, but it was originally sent to me for arthritis and um, lesions. So like cuts, pressure sores on its hocks. Oh. On its and um, so 
I had a feeling it really was neurological, but because obviously it'd been sent, you know, the arthritis side of things, thought, okay, well, we've got to work through the process. So we've done the healing of the lesions and the arthritis in the hocks really isn't that bad at all, but the rabbit's still got the wobbliness. Um, so it's like, no, I think it's now clear, but it's great because it means I can, you know, refer back to the vet and we can keep having that conversation. And, you know, common things are common. So the right thing to do is to work through it. Mm get rid of the bit that seems obvious and then get to the sort of underlying nugget um what's more sad is that these poor owners are oh my goodness me they're so dedicated and they are so lovely um but it looks like what they've already had before in their last rabbit that i saw with them so I'm oh like, oh, what a shame you know, i said statistically the luck of that is untrue you know yeah um so it is a shame but um you know but they are such dedicated owners I mean it's a giant rabbit and it's already seven so it's pretty amazing um so yeah that's that's been amazing I I, yeah I do get a lot of arthritis rabbits oh bless and and what I think is so lovely though so hearing about some of these stories that you're saying about these different animals what I just love and when I've sort of spoken to other owners about their stories and what have you is just the love that people have for their pets not just dogs I'm talking about you know all pets it's like you know not not everyone necessarily has a skunk that they take to the pub but good for that guy you know it's like he loved his he loved his animal and he wanted to do the absolute best for it and that's how we ended up coming to see you and that's I just think that's so I mean I get blown away every day really with some of the, the 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 love that I can see you know so clearly that the owners have for their pets and as I say I know you've seen a lot more you've been doing it so much longer than me so you've seen that even more so but there are any kind of stories that really sort of stand out in your mind about well just 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 either different the different animals or the different owners or I don't know anything anything strong that you kind of think oh my gosh I'll never forget that animal I mean that's a lot of them um but um you know I, you don't end up forgetting most of them which is no um but i i think for me actually the most stand-up cases aren't the typically hard ones i don't you know i get really connected by the long-standing arthritis cases you know the ones that come to you i think the ones that really break my heart the most but also make me feel really good inside are the ones that come to you saying my vet said it's time to be put to sleep but i can't cope with that please help Mm. and and i understand where they've come from from that so i'm not dissing anybody for those conversations because they're hard conversations to have but the difference that physio can make is absolutely astronomical yeah when you have another dog like i mean uh, the one i've got in popping in my head right now we we had 12 more months out of after that wow was like yeah and it wasn't the arthritis that that was the problem in the end I think she yeah she ruptured her cruciate so it went really badly mm. um, you know it it's mad that you know and that, actually that dog even went through a tumor in the end removal in that 12 months as well so it was like wow you know absolutely mad that and I also want to add that the dog was totally loved and totally fine there wasn't any element of cruelty in that at mm. all it's mm. a case that you know she was trying so hard not to be cruel that's why she ended up being told what she was told but she also wanted to make sure that she'd done everything she could and um 
And so she got me involved and, you know, we did our usual plan of getting her doing stuff at home. And she was so thrilled. She was so happy. Um, you know, and the dog, you know, went from not doing very much to, you know, even trotting and trying to play with the other dog in the end, you know, Aww. so, you know, that, that sort of thing is lovely. And so, yeah, those are the cases that make me, make me really smile. And, you know, and that happens far more than you'd realize as well. You know, it's, quite shocking how often that happens and yeah. so um I like those cases a lot and also you know some of them get to the point where they need more therapy and so they end up coming to see you weekly but the owner never ever has a problem with you know seeing you every week to get their massage because they can see how much the dog is so much better after they've had their stretches and their physio and you know and that's really nice to see as well so um you know those are perhaps my most standout cases and like I do have complicated cases um, but actually, they end up being long term cases as well, if you sort of mean, because the complicated cases take time to figure out. And um, so, you know, it's it's hard to nail down one because my head's literally exploding with loads of them right now because it's like, oh, and that one. Oh, yeah. And that one, oh, yeah. and that one. Um, and then I also have the, the behavioral cases where like I've got one dog that comes. I, I say to the owner, I said, oh, bless. He's got Tourette's. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> He literally just growls at me the whole time um but he doesn't he just lays there for it and and he's gradually getting better gradually getting better and with the vets like she said oh, i can't trust him at all with the vets he literally doesn't settle at all and so the fact that he comes to me and then just lets me do what i need to do is just oh it just makes me feel so good yeah um, i think it's a really important point as well for people listening is if they think oh my dog has got you know, maybe you think there's something wrong and you're not sure, um, you know, maybe you have got a diagnosis or you just suspect something, but then some people don't necessarily want to do anything about it because, well, then it's not they don't want to do anything. It's just that sometimes they're a bit nervous about going yeah. to see other therapists because they're worried about how their dog or their cat or their rabbit or whatever it is is going to behave. And I think that's what's really important is that we can help. We will work around whatever the needs are of that particular animal. So, Please, if anyone's listening and they're worried about something with their dog, please don't let them, you know, put your, don't let that put you off kind of seeking, you know, additional help because we can help and we can work with you and your dog to make them feel better or any other pet that it may be. And also it's worth acknowledging that we do all work very differently. We're all different people. Yeah. And, so, um, you know, it might be that one method isn't, isn't the right one for you, but another one is. And what I mean by that is, you know, we have different treatment methods, different ideas, different modalities, um, so different equipment available. But also like some of us will do home visits. Some of us, you come to us, but we've got a clinic which, I mean, like, you know, my clinics are in a homely environment with like, no, you know dogs don't see each other you know they don't see the cat that was there before there's always a gap between to try and stop that happening mm. um you know so that's quite nice and then other clinics are much bigger more intense you know they will see other dogs around and stuff like that it, so the point is it's all different so you know if you see one environment and you think actually that didn't work for us it doesn't mean that you can't explore others because you don't know what you're going to get or what your dog's going to be like until you get in there um and like I have tons of information in, oh, I can't think of the word, um, tons of stuff going on that helps put dogs at ease, like playing music and um, sniff stations and pheromone therapy and all sorts of things to try and make them feel comfortable. And um, so there's loads that we can do for even the most stressed of animals yeah. and the most stressed of owners, I'll add. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Because 
as I say, they are all different. And as you alluded to at the beginning, well, not alluded, you did say, is this that, you know, you can have exactly the same, you know, condition or issue that's come through your door, but actually the way you treat each one of those is going to be completely different. So it's just, you know, how we treat animals is just so individual to them. And we will always do our very best to make sure that we're helping the owners as well. It's not just about helping the, the pet, it's about helping and equipping the owners with the right information and the right things yes. that they can be doing. So and I know you're really passionate about all of that as well. So yes. thank you, Donna. I'm so, it's so lovely to hear some of these stories. I knew some of them, but not all of them. And I just think it's amazing the work you've done. I mean, you're a big, you know, a big help for me. Um, I've learned loads from you. So I always have to say a big thank you to you because so, you're so, you. yeah, but you're, you're so knowledgeable and you're so generous of your time and your knowledge and all the rest of it so always so grateful for that and as I say it's just so lovely to hear some of those stories and some of those exciting things that kind of you did in those you know in the in the slightly earlier years for you so because I know you've been doing this all a long time so it's just amazing isn't it how how things just can sometimes evolve and we can just have so much fun as well as sort of helping animals as well oh yes so thank you well thanks everyone for listening what i'll do is i'll put some links um in the description of the podcast so people can check out um donna's uh website and her facebook and I'll, i'm sure you can give some links to your puppy massage as well dvd if people want to take a look at that and some of them sure. maybe you can send me some photos of when you were in harrods as well so we can share those when i share the podcast um uh, oh, so yeah, people sure. can see yeah. through it. that'd be fun so thank you everyone for listening and we'll catch up another time thanks donna Thank you. Cheers. Take care. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the It's Not Just One Thing That Will Help Your Dog podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful. If you'd like any more information about anything that we've been discussing, please contact me. You can find my website by Googling Physio My Dog. You can also look me up on Facebook and Instagram under the same name, Physio My Dog. I look forward to hearing from you.